This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, what a week it was. If you were paying attention on Thursday, you likely heard some of the James Comey testimony in front of the Senate Intelligence Committee. You likely also then heard not right to immediately following, but uh, later on the next day, we did hear from President Donald Trump, and he declared that he is 100% willing to testify under oath about his interactions with James Comey. Wasn't so clear, though, on providing an answer when he was questioned about the idea that there are tapes, recordings of the conversations between the president and James Comey, the conversations in question. Well, joining us on the line to speak a bit more about this is Jeffrey Myers. He's an assistant professor at the Schulich School of Law at Dalhousie University. Jeffrey, thank you so much for being with us again. Oh, well, it's nice to be on. Thanks for having me, Joe. Uh, what were your thoughts? Uh, I'm, I'm guessing you were following along and, and taking uh, listening yeah. to, uh, to what unfolded this past week. Yeah, um, I, I was following along, and you know, it's um, it was quite a remarkable and important week. I think history will recollect this week uh, as one which was significant. I think the uh, the testimony of um, Mr. Comey before the Senate Intelligence Committee was, um, you know, a very very strong what what lawyers call prima facie case of obstruction of justice, and obstruction of justice, of course probably most of your viewers will remember in, in both the Nixon and the Clinton impeachment uh, sagas was the key high crime and misdemeanor, so to speak, as a reference to Article 2 of the U.S. Constitution, which says that a president should be um, impeached should they violate or should they, um, should they, should they commit certain crimes, including um, high crimes and misdemeanors. Usually when that terminology is used, it corresponds or has most recently with uh, the obstruction of justice. And, and, and the problem with the media commentary on this and a lot of the sort of um, noise out there, as it were, is that it, it misses the fact that this, is a, it, this truly is a legal question uh, and it, the obstruction of justice has a, a legal definition um, and it comes from the U.S. Federal Code, which is the U.S. criminal law. And it's basically, it's a federal offense, to in, and these are the exact words um, of the relevant provisions of federal law, to influence, obstruct, or impede uh, uh, corruptly, usually, usually including in a corrupt way, the quote unquote proper administration of law in a pending proceeding, including by Congress, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, quite clearly, what that means is um, that you can't sort of lean on somebody who operates in a law enforcement role uh, in the FBI, for example, or any other federal agency that's out of the executive, and direct it, you know, to certain ends. Uh, that's not. Uh, that's that's not. Uh, um, uh, uh, permitted and and it's it's illegal you know in 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 every way so most scholars who've observed on this uh, you know have se- seen in the testimony um uh, you know multiple multiple moments in which the story at least that Mr. Comey has told us and the story which is very credible for a variety of reasons we can get into um it verse it suggests um obstruction of justice at least again a prima facie case which means you know not proof beyond a reasonable doubt nobody's going to be convicted for anything but just that there's strong evidence and sufficient reason to to find out more and then on a question of basic credibility again we can discuss why mr comey looks a lot better than uh, mr trump does but the only thing i was going to add to that sorry jill is to say that there were um, that that some legal scholars, you know, they've examined very closely the transcript of the Comey testimony, and they found in there, you know, for example, Robert Reich, who's a keen commentator and um, was a was a member of the Clinton administration, and he teaches at 
at Berkeley. He said there's eight, he's counted eight grounds for obstruction of justice in the um, in the in in the series of conversations detailed by Comey and contained in in his memos, and so <laughs> that's you know that's that's pretty good. <laughs> but how does how does that move forward when we then have uh, the president saying uh, this proves there was no collusion, there was no obstruction? Uh, I'm willing to testify under oath that I never said these things. Mm-hmm. I never told him to lay off of the investigation mm-hmm. on Michael Flynn. If we have two testimonies under oath, where do you go from there? Well, it's a you know they it's a he it's it's a he said he said I suppose you'd say, and then so that's where the credibility question comes ahead. So here's a person that Donald Trump has, I mean his his virtually everything that comes out of out of his mouth is 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 not true, um, and it's been proven again and again and again. I mean there are still facts. I mean Donald Trump would like. Uh, there to be this this idea that there's some there's two sides to every story and that you know he has um, a, a, a possible and equally viable um, defense. But there's a reason that he's gone to multiple lawyers and many many of them have turned down. He's, he's obviously lawyering up outside counsel, right? They've turned down acting for him because he doesn't even listen to legal advice. Uh, so his lawyer that spoke, though, and, and along the same line, saying this yes. completely uh, shows that uh, my client, being the president, uh, didn't yeah. do is not guilty of any of these allegations. So what would be uh, for for him to stand up and say that? Where do you go from there when his own well, lawyer is saying I mean, that? I don't think he's. I look. I mean, a, a lawyer has an obligation always. Uh, to represent their client zealously, um, it doesn't mean that they believe what the, the the same thing as the client. But they do have, if they believe the client is being honest and that they're and they're they they have and they they have no reason to question that they they you know they play their role. But again, the problem with Mr. Trump is and that you know he he's not he's not I guarantee you he's not listening to what his own lawyers are saying, and then that's why. And and he has a history also. Of course, it's not like he's never been deposed or sued. He's a he's a proficient. Um, um, you know, defendant. Um, but he's and he's and I and you know, by all accounts, there's a, there's a lot of questions about whether he's been willing to lie under oath in the past, right? So, you know, I think we I think America increasingly knows you know what they're dealing with here. And if you, as a legal academic, as a legal scholar, somebody's interested in the rule of law and the Constitution, you start thinking about what did the founding fathers of the United States um, Republic? What did the what was the intent of the Constitution? This is a question conservatives often ask, and amazingly, they're not asking it in this circumstance. What did they intend? And what they intended was to restrain a person like Mr. Trump from abusing the levers of power which are available to him uh, against the public good. And and that is now we're going to see. It's not going to come fast, but the institutions, Congress, um, as well as the courts, I think will probably acquit themselves well, and slowly the um, Mr. Trump will be backed into a corner. But it's it's not going to happen overnight. You can't look for um, an immediate one. And I think you know I think it's interesting that rather than looking for a smoking gun in the Russia investigation, now we're moving our attention increasingly to the question of uh, obstruction of justice. I think that makes a lot more sense. I mean, I also think that there are, by the way multiple other grounds of impeachment which are available as a legal question against Mr. Trump from day one, uh, multiple violations of the Constitution, you know, from the fact, even in, even his oath of office, um, you know, uh, uh, um, and a number of other ones that have come up along the way that are impeachable. But until Congress either changes its mind about, about impeachment, which is unlikely, um, while it remains in the hands of the Republican majority, 
he's not going to be, nothing's going to happen immediately, but we're going to see, we'll, he'll probably make it to the midterm elections, and after that we'll see. But the wheels are in motion, and the, um, you know, the, there are people who are committed, most people in the U.S. government system, whatever their partisan stripe, are committed, you know, to the rule of law, and so we'll have to see if, if you know, everybody discharges their, um, their duties and their, you know, their, they act um, legally. If they do, uh, Mr. Trump will not, you know, remain president for the duration of his term. But he's got, you know, he does. It's not going to be a matter of days or months. It's, it's likely going to be a matter of years unless something very unexpected happens. Well, and at the same time, while while looking at that, uh, the two other things I think we're waiting for or or that are happening is Robert Mueller is still investigating, and we saw uh, James Comey go into the behind-closed-door meeting, and the question of tapes, if these tapes even exist. They're unlikely to exist because if they, I mean, I mean, I'm going out on a limb here. I've certainly been surprised by Mr. Trump before, and this is unprecedented what's happening, but I can't see the reason why, if they existed and, um, in fact, and, and were in some way useful to Mr. Trump, they wouldn't have already been released. So I think it's it's some kind of, you know, some kind of maneuvering, but it's not it's not clear that, you know, tapes are going to come out. And I, I don't think they're likely to be contrary to Mr. Comey. I mean, Mr. Comey is a very, very interesting um, figure, and I, I've sometimes um, thought that when historians look back on this period, they will be even more interested in the personality of James Comey than they will be of Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump, and I think he's what what he is is he's a he's obviously a person um, who's trying to act according to the law and with great rectitude, and he wants to be transparent with the public wherever possible. He, he I think he's made some judgments which I wouldn't have made in the past, and with huge effects, right? And yeah, and he and like all people who kind of come across as having that you know um, authority of being you know really ethical, he rubs some people the wrong way. But I don't think he's dishonest. You know, and I think it's been obvious along the way that he's really tried, even with the Hillary Clinton thing, the reason he brought it back is he felt he had a duty to report, right? That's the way he describes it, that he just wanted to be transparent about what was going on. So somehow or another, I don't think Americans are going to view James Comey as this corrupt partisan official. They may view him as flawed and have, and both now Republicans and Democrats have been upset with him for a variety of things. And again, historians will tell the story of how he discharged his role and what, but but I don't think when he, but when you look at him as a question of of integrity or propensity for truth, um, and on the based on the record that both men have as public uh, figures, uh, as members of the, in the public eye, by the way, for decades, not just Donald Trump but also Mr. Trump, Mr. Comey. I mean, it's 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 just a, a, really a question of, of of logic that one one person is entitled to greater. Um, you know, deference. One person is entitled to greater likelihood that they're telling the truth, and that's. It's sad to say that the person who loses out in that equation is the president of the United States, but that is the current situation, and it's becoming increasingly obvious. All right, Jeffrey, we'll have to leave it there. We're out of time, but once again, appreciate uh, you coming on the show this morning. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure being on, Jill. Talk to you next time. All right, sounds good. That is uh, Jeffrey Myers, assistant professor professor at the School of Law, Dalhousie University. You can follow him on Twitter at Jeffrey Myers. We'll take a short break. Stick with us right here on CKNW. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.